Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. We're live at SHRM 22, the world's largest gathering of HR professionals. We're pulling back the curtain on the industry's hottest recruiting technology. Now, here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Shandon on from Included. And we'll be learning about the business case, so the use case, for why prospects and customers pick included. So let's just jump right into it. Welcome. Thank you for being on the shore. Thank you. Uh, check my pronunciation. Chendon? Chendon, yes. Thank you. And uh, tell us all about included. Yeah, I'm really happy to talk about included. Uh, we are a software startup. Uh, we are VC-backed. Uh, we've been very successful in the last year and a half. We have several customers, including the likes of Remitly, OfferUp, and Bark. And the platform that we brought to market is a software platform that uh, connects to HR systems, uh, runs AI ML models on top of it, mm-hmm. and it helps talent acquisition leaders, DI leaders, set measurable, achievable objectives. Right. DI objectives, diversity, equity, and inclusion objectives sure. for the organization. And then take those objectives and the second part of a platform, which is uh, a DEI ops platform, it takes the, all of these objectives, it takes what's happening in real time and translate that into actions and predictions for recruiters and hiring managers so they know exactly what to do to help with the objectives of the company. I love this. So if I understand the, this correctly, it, can, it acts as an overlay mm-hmm. on top of uh, ATS or CRM or any of the funnel top of funnel things so so from sourcing across mm-hmm. and uh, so again you, it doesn't matter if they're using Workday or Greenhouse or whatever the tools they're exactly. using you can sit on top of that exactly and uh, helping them with DEI in particular people have asked me this question so I'll ask you the same question mm-hmm. you know where in the funnel do should they focus on DEI like absolutely happy to answer that sure the, uh, the interesting part is, you know, it's not, there's no one size fits all. Right. You know, every company is different. If you go into manufacturing, there's a different set of needs. If you go into tech, there's a different set of needs. But, you know, what we found in working with customers across industries, so we have Doximity, who, who's a healthcare company. We have uh, OfferUp, who's a retail company. We have Remitly, who's FinTech. They all have different needs. And... Uh, different parts of the organization have different needs. And so they, it, it's, it's flawed to say, you know what, let's just focus on finding diverse candidates. Right. That's the natural inclination, like, you know, if our problems are solved if you have diverse right. candidates. Right, And what we found is that tactics are different. In some cases, you need to message better to be able to attract those candidates. And what where we fit in is that visibility. We tell you that, you know, you do not have any women candidates that you're looking for right. in your pipeline. Right. That's visibility that they don't have. That's right. And you say, you know, here are, 20, of the 20 sources that you're using, here's the three that are getting you to diverse candidates. You know, focus on investing more into those sources and, you know, you can drive more traffic. Now, there could be a different part of the organization which is, you know, I don't see women getting to interviews. What's going on? Right. And we drive those insights and say, you know, here's where they're dropping off the funnel. Right. Which is between screening and interview, and you know, and that could get all the way down to a manager, or there's again getting down to where is the drop off? Yeah, in the process, in the funnel, exactly. if we use that analogy, and if it if it's nuanced to 
within a job, within a role or a, a, a manager, mm-hmm. if there's something there that's going on, a bias, maybe that's there or not there. Right. Uh, I love that. Uh, yeah. and the insight, the visibility and insight into the pipeline. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's one part of the story, which is like you, you might have intentional or unintentional, you know, conscious, unconscious bias. 100%. But, but most people don't realize or recognize that and, you know, going into trainings and thinking about, you know, I need to understand this and internalize it and what people are craving for. When I say people, I'm talking about, you know, the managers, right. the, uh, the different parts of the organization, they're craving for more tactical guidance. It's like, 100%. Tell me more, like, what should I be doing? Yes, That's I right. have the intent. I didn't know this was happening. And what we see is that giving that guidance with data data back guidance is right. is making making them you know do the right thing and it's bite-sized information that helps them take actions and so uh, just so the audience understands we're focused on the four walls of town acquisition mm-hmm. so sourcing to let's say onboarding mm-hmm. okay or probably offer letters mm-hmm. okay and then we give them the analytics and again they kind of set the objectives of what they want to achieve whatever that may be and that's mm-hmm. role by role i'm assuming Yes, that's a great question. So let me talk a little more about that. Sure. Uh, there's companies that fall into, uh, you know, three-part spectrum, if you will. There are companies who are like, you know, I have the right intent. I want to do something about DEI, but I don't know where to start. Right. There are companies which are like, you know, we've done something. We've figured out that we need to focus on women in leadership and, you know, people of color. Right. Uh, and, you know, we, we want to get from, you know, last year was this 31%. We want to get to 10% more improvement. And there are companies which are like, you know, I need to get to this number by 2025. And so what we do is with all of these companies, we, if you don't know where you want to go, we run models on top of their data and we say, you know, let's look at your attrition from last year. Let's look at your hiring trends from last year. Let's look at where you're going. Let's look at your headcount information. Take all of this and we say, if you don't do anything, here's what year from now will look like. Do you like it? You know, maybe you want to tweak some of these things. And so we help them pick those objectives. Very cool. And then we say, okay, great. You set these objectives. Now let's go to the next part. How do you execute on it? We're going to give you guidance on, you know, precisely what you can do to execute on that. So a dumb question alert, mm-hmm. Shandan, is can you go into the CRM or ATS data and then render back to them what maybe not just the new stuff mm-hmm. uh, on the funnel, but things that there are data that they're already sitting on top of? Absolutely. It's a, it's a, let me give you an example of that. Right? A lot of companies have, when they're, when they're making offers, right. they, have, they, have, you know, they might have lined up four candidates and they say, you know, this is my best candidate. I'm going to start with this person. I really hope that they yeah. accept the offer. Right. But you always have a runner-up. We call that the silver medalist. Silver medalist. And yes. so most companies have silver medalists that they are not recycling or reusing right. in the platform. You know, think about silver medalists as, as one great opportunity. But you have candidates who have applied for those roles who never even got to consideration. Right. Here are candidates sitting in your pool right. who have shown interest in your company in those roles and you know you have never shown an opportunity to go recycle right. them or you know get, right. get them home. So what we do is we, we match those candidates back to open jobs that are going on right now. And we say, here are diverse candidates in your pipeline that you should probably prospect and see if they're interested in this opportunity. 
and we we do it just in time instead of you know a recruiter having to go and dig up all this information we we deliver it to them and say here's is a link go to this link and you can find diverse candidates in your pool who's who's applied for for jobs in the past and you know they are silver medalists i love this i love this well first of all it's it's uh, the assets just laying right there but again it's like the inside part mm-hmm. of the funnel uh, if they don't have the insight, they can't. They don't have the tools in which to make the decisions to change things. Right. If you give them insight into the data that's literally already in their database, whether mm-hmm. it's a CRM or ATS, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already have access to the data. Now it's just giving them the candidate pool and saying, "Oh, by the way, this person applied for a job two years ago. Uh, they weren't a great match for that job, but they're a great match for the job you just launched." Yes. And oh, by the way, it's a person of color. And it meets your objectives, et cetera, et cetera. So the visibility, the line of sight, the visibility, the uh, insight, uh, I love. But you also talked uh, about the kind of the recommendation. Mm-hmm. I don't think you used the, the word, but they're kind of the once they've set their objectives, then you can then kind of keep them on par with where they are with their objectives. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So. This happened, so uh, our company, the found, founding team, we're not traditionally from HR. Mm-hmm. So my background, I've built customer analytics at uh, the likes of eBay. Right. And we've all seen the power of, you know, how do you leverage data to create experiences for customers? Right. We're bringing those best practices here. And those best practices come with, you know, things like uh, forecasting, predictions. And we're bringing that to, to uh, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion into HR. And the way we do it, as an example, is, you know, when a job is, is, is going through the pipeline, you know, not every job is going to end up in a diverse hire. Not every right. candidate is going to be a woman or, or a people of color or whatever your objectives be, right. right? You are looking for trends in terms of how do you get to your, your objectives. And what we give the talent acquisition leaders, the managers, is the prediction to say, when these jobs close in 90 days, you know, these 100 jobs are going to close in the next three months, you're going to end up with 70 men and 30 women. Is that what you're expecting? And and the chances are, you know, I, I don't think so. Right. And, and then we point back and say, here are the jobs where you can actually influence. These are jobs which have no candidates or very few women candidates. What can you do to influence it? You know, go source more uh, diverse uh, candidates or women candidates in this scenario to be able to help your objectives so that you can show the intentionality. You know, if you don't have women in the pipeline, what are you going to do in terms right. of giving them the consideration. So we give them, the managers, the visibility into the future, and we let them act on it today so that you're not three months down the line and you're saying, here's an opportunity that I've missed. I love this. And the second part, the recruiters, they don't know what to do. They're like, I don't have time to you know, look at charts and reports right. and data and get things out of it. Instead, I'm going to give me the guidance. Tell me that this job does not have women candidates. I'm going to go prospect and make things happen. Right. And then again, it's it's part of it is having that knowledge, knowing that that caring enough to have some objectives, and then understanding where you are in your pipeline, job by job by job, so that you can then make changes. And you it makes it makes you agile, makes you more agile in the recruiting process. What could I be doing right now? And and what we found and the big part of focus going forward is you know heavy. Uh, working with recruiters to improve their experiences. They are the ones who hold the most important lever right. to walk 
in in showing that intentionality of, of you know your your diverse candidates getting consideration and you know they're they're craving for help they're like tell me what i'm doing right tell me what can i do better and so focusing on their experiences and giving them the tools and the technology to help them is what we're focused on so let's move to buy side uh, mm-hmm. just for a moment uh, one is is your favorite part of the demo like mm-hmm. when you get to show people uh, included for the first time, what do you fall in love with, or what do you think they'll fall in love with? So, two things, right? Uh, uh, predictions. They want to hear what the future holds, right? And they want to get guidance based on that, right? And so, the funnel, like you, you talked about, the funnel is one of the most favorite things, which is like, okay, this is what is happening right now, right? Uh, I want to see what is going on right now, and the second part is where are we going? show me visibility into where we're going so that I can use both of these pieces of information to correct the course. And the proactivity, the real-time aspect, is what people love. Yeah. People don't want more data. Yeah, this isn't, of, a, this isn't a report reports. that's, yeah. This they want is the guidance today. I want to influence, it's uh, in like one of our customers said, it's the ability to be able to change the outcome before it happens. Right. Buying questions that people should be asking of included. Mm-hmm. What do you love to hear from prospects? We would love to hear, you know, where do where do you, they need the most help? Is it in the journey of, you know, figuring out, putting the business case? Like, you know, you have leadership who have the right intent but don't know how to go about it. Right. In that case, you know, we can help you with that journey of, you know, uh, giving them the, the right level of guidance. And we've, we've done this with customers right now where... We help them pick those measurable, achievable goals. Right. And the second part is, you know, HR is understaffed, under budget. They don't have a whole lot of resources to go and work with everyone. Right. And they need the ability to scale. And so asking for help, this is this is the part which I love with, with your podcast, which is getting the message out. Right. You know, you can aspire for more. Don't just ask for data and reports. You know, ask for scale. How do I get this message out to every recruiter, every hiring manager? How do I partner better with my with my VU partners? Right. And and you know, we are the team that can help you with, with that scale. I love that. Okay, so we're at Sherm Annual in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. What's success for included? Success for included would be hearing what those customer needs are. You know, meeting with those enterprise customers and hearing their pain points of. What are they struggling with when they're trying to, you know, hire diversity? You know, the the fact is, diversity, equity, and inclusion comes as number two to right. business goals. Right. So let's just accept that. You know, business is number one. But you know, you need tooling and technology to help you. And yep. we are here. We are here finally in this space. The the AI, data, and technology has arrived in this space to help you. You know, we are here to help and leverage. And so we would love to hear the customer needs. We would love, you know, ask us questions, you know, challenge us, tell us what your needs are. And we would love to solve your needs in terms of achieving that in a seamless way. Do you, do you need help with, you know, scaling? Do you need help with I mean, forecasting. Your business, business yeah. case? Forecasting, you know, and we would love to hear more of that. And the second thing is, you know, we are we are one of the finalists for the Better World, Better Workplaces Cup. Yep. 
and you know we we hope to get the message out that's a great platform to yeah. socialize our platform and so, we love to tell everyone about it so tell us a little bit about that how many finalists are there there are four finalists oh my goodness and we had to go through a couple of global rounds oh uh, yeah we participated in regionals and oh, yeah. finals and you know we're not easy we're uh, very impressed judges the whole bit it is a uh, it is i hear it's a shark tank style uh, you know uh, right. finals and you know very excited for this afternoon so this afternoon is when you get on stage and do the bit yes well we'll be on stage first of all shendon congratulations for being this far hey it's an accomplishment Thank right you. just to be this far but you have a 25% chance <laughs> so I hope you do well, and I hope things go well for you later on this afternoon. Thank you, William. And thanks for being on the Use Case Podcast. Thank you. It's been a delight. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, live at SHRM 22. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at recruitingdaily.com.